Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these. Go to eleven once again. I'm Nathan Bell. Greg Dutcher sitting across from me. Greg, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just great being here tonight. This is a topic that uh, I'm very curious how the audience will respond. <laughs> yes, I yes. have a feeling there will be a mixed reaction, and that's good. Yeah. Hey, we we welcome controversy. We love it. Please feel free to respond to please, us via please. email, via Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, we won't give out our cell phone numbers no, for text. No, um, no. and anybody uh, that doesn't like something I say, I would just like to say that uh, I'm just representing all of Steve Hartland's perspectives. <laughs> it seems that way all the time, doesn't <laughs> it? Does, man. People tell That's us all the time, "Are you scary. still going to disagree on something?" We might need you, Nathan, away in. We've got to work on that. I think say, uh, you guys are at the lunch. Man. That's right. I think we might have one tonight. We so, might have uh, it, huh? That's right. Steve uh, and Greg versus Nathan. That's yeah. right. Bring all it right. on. Um, tonight we are uh, we've been teasing at this for a while now um, and we're going to be talking about swearing yeah Um, is it appropriate uh, at what times is it appropriate if it is Um, within that um, Steve and I were actually just chatting offline a little bit Um, we're going to be talking about taking the Lord's name in vain sure um, which I can I think we would all agree is never appropriate and this is actually a really good place to start um but I, I was telling Steve, you know, I've got some friends from uh, out of this country who come to the states, uh, Indian family who Joy and I know really well, and they will um, many times uh, just when referencing something say, "Oh my God," hmm. um, and I wonder what you guys' take on that is. Um, yeah. Just throwing that out there. To me, um, I look at that and I'm uncomfortable with it, mm-hmm. but only to a certain extent mm-hmm. because I'm trying to I'm trying to find out if because these are Christian friends of mine. These yeah. are people who who you know would say, "Oh yeah, you you would never take the Lord's name in vain." Sure, um, it, it, it's you know we we don't do that, and so I'm almost wondering if there's something in the language that mm. they're they're viewing it as. Well, you know that's not our name for God. That's not, you know, when we say God in English, that's not God. Man, um, dude, so you are starting in the, us off like, I, I'm, I'm starting at the height. That's I love right. it. He's getting deep. He is, man. I mean, in the first minute, dude. We're into etymology. We are. <laughs> Etymological the, the, derivations of what I was, for all I thought about this podcast, I did not think even of the, oh my God, OMG. Mm-hmm. We, we can talk about both. Of yeah. Course, the yeah. texting OMG and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but am, am I, just so I am hearing you right, Nathan, to start there on on using the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, um, you are, are you wondering is there something culturally going on, maybe in their mindset, Indian yeah. mindset, that would be different than? Yeah, well, because and, and just to kind of frame some context, like having spoke Spanish, I've said "Oh, Dios mío" before, not uh-huh. thinking about it, and it's it's not until in more recent years that I've gone back and been like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm still taking the Lord's name in vain, just yeah. in a different language." Right, but it, it's not my first language. Where in English, I would never think about saying that casually. Um, when when it's in a different language, I'm not even thinking about it so much. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me step in it first, yeah. here, Nathan, and and put this out there. I don't know if you guys will agree or disagree. I'm going to try to avoid geeking out. 
I, I believe, and I can let people consult good commentaries and systematic theologies on this, I think the most technical way of taking the Lord's name in vain, and I really didn't want to spend all our time on this, has much more to do with um, affixing God's blessing to something that he doesn't bless. Mm. I think it has much more to do with vows. In the most specific, Exodus 20 kind of, I I really do. Mm. In its most immediate application, um, that, that, that would be what I would be inclined to say. It's affixing his name to something for self-serving purposes mm-hmm. that is explicitly condemned, sinful, etc., and his name is attached to that. I have reasons for that that I, I don't want to just – if we have like a, a Old Testament sure. exegete, you know, we, we can talk about that with him in more detail. Um, so my, my first concentric circle out mm-hmm. of that by way of application in 21st century parlance – would be more what you're saying. I think of the casualness of saying God in a way that is not descriptive of him, evangelistic, pointing people towards him, worshipful, uh, uh, worshipful directing our hearts toward him. It is the equivalent of saying, oh, man, oh, shoot, oh, yeah. Right. And I would say I, I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. We, we don't let our own kids do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we say to our kids it's acceptable to say gosh, mm-hmm. but I know a number of Christians that say that's terrible, mm-hmm. just as bad. But that's a euphemism for euphemism God. for God. Just they would say darn is a use, uh, euphemism for damn, etc. It's it's the same right. kind of uh, almost shortcut where you're 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 getting at the letter but not the spirit of what's behind it. I understand that. <laughs> I, I will say I am very much of the belief that in our day and age that will stand out if my kids' friends don't hear them saying God, but hear them saying gosh, mm-hmm. I think it stands out in a winsome way. Yeah. Hey, you know, I never hear you say, you always say gosh, what, what's up with that? And I mean, if that gives an opportunity to age say, to say, oh, I don't like to say God unless I'm talking about him or praying or something mm-hmm. like that, it could open up a conversation. Um, so that's the way I've done it. Yeah. Lisa and I have done it in our home. When I've taught little kids before and I find that they're saying it sort of like the way we'd say um and ah, you know, oh, they drop their thumbtack doing a cry. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. You know, they're saying it again and again. I will try to do it in a non-condemning way right. where I'm getting them to see it humorously. Like I'll be teaching and I'll drop, you know, what I used to teach, I'd drop the eraser. And if mm-hmm. the kid's name was Billy, it's, oh, Billy, um, do this. And then I'd be walking. So, you know, guys, um, don't forget the assignment we did yesterday. What was that? Oh, Billy. Um, uh, and you do it enough times. Eventually, kids start giggling and chuckling. Right. And then it, ideally, the kid says it. Say, what was weird about that? Why was that strange? Yeah. And if they say, well, you kept saying my name. Okay, why is that? But, well, you weren't calling on me. You weren't asking me. I said, okay. Maybe that's something we can work on. Right. You know, try to use God's name there. Uh, so that's, I'm not, notice, I sort of artfully dodged the, your friends. <laughs> I, I did questions. notice that. <laughs> so I'm just priming the pump for Steve Hartland. That's right. To take all of my wisdom, which is enough, if you harness it all, Steve, to toast a piece of bread lightly. And you take that and roll with it. Here's why I want to roll first. Yeah. I want all the listeners to know that uh, I, I was dragged into this conversation unawares. <laughs> we told you we were going to talk about like uh, these two fools did not tell me they did not tell me what the topic was so I was sitting here so. with a headset on my head yep. and then they dropped the bomb on me Surprise. my eyes got really big. <laughs> So uh, let's start there. Um, 
I, I guess the, you know, let's see. The issue is reverence for God, isn't it? Yeah. How do we maintain proper respect and reverence for God? One of the ways we do that is uh, we take the very use of his name seriously. Uh-huh. We don't want to just use it in vain. Vain means without intentional content, without right. meaning, without really directing thoughts toward him. Um, that being said, I think there's a lot of leeway here. Like, like one person might say, oh, God, and they really they don't mean God at all. It's just a phrase they say. I agree. that They're taking God's name in vain. Another person may say, oh, God, and they really mean, oh, God, right? right? Yeah. So I yeah. want to be careful that I don't. Uh, you know, criticize somebody for saying, oh, God, they might have meant to say that. Right. On the other hand, certainly there's lots of people using God's name in vain. They're, yep. they're saying God. They don't mean God. Or they say, oh, Jesus. And they're not referring to Jesus of the Bible at all. Right. Um, so that is to be, here's a good old word, eschewed, right, <laughs> by, by, by Christians. Is it eschewed or eschewed? Because <laughs> oh. I like things with chewing. You like it chewing more? Eschewed. I like it. Chew on that for a while. Yeah. Um, so uh, that, that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's part of, you don't know the person's heart. Right. I mean, a person could really say, oh, God, in, in they a mean God. desperate way. Oh, my God. And they mean, oh, oh my God. Yeah, this and, is and, so, and, it's like a prayer. Yeah, they're reflecting. And we really don't know. Mm-hmm. I know with, with children, we, we kind of have that short season. We can lay down a little more law because they, they're not, they don't know nuance. Right. They need concrete rules, guidelines, obviously. And then as they get older, you know, you start talking more about the spirit of the law and what we're trying to teach you and all that. But yeah, with adults... Even older teens, I, yeah, it's 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 a little tricky. I mean, um, I have not gotten bent out of shape over the OMG. I I, I know a mm-hmm. lot of Christians who take it very seriously, and I understand why. Again, I've got two kids now that text, and um, they don't do it. And mm-hmm. but I don't know if I've explicitly said. I just think we have talked enough about you know guys. We don't want to be saying oh god, oh god, oh god. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's why. Uh, we also tell our kids we don't want you to be a word police with your friends mm-hmm. when they say it. Good. You know, um, that's that's not going to be helpful. If they ask you and gives you a chance to talk in a way that isn't condemning, and mm-hmm. then great, you know, talk about God, talk about your faith, talk about what you believe, get the, the conversation going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that again a little different than than cussing. I think it's uh, this might fall in the category maybe of the OMG of the unwise. Mm-hmm. I think most people when they see OMG probably assume it's oh my god, mm-hmm. not yes. oh my gosh. Right. Or, oh my um, goodness. Yeah, although doesn't Usher's song, you guys might not know Usher. He has a song called oh my god. I think he says gosh. I'm, Does he really? Listeners can correct me, but I I, I thought I saw an I'm interview. Google it quick. Yeah, yeah, look up his lyrics. He might say god. But I thought he said, gosh, and I thought it's because he's got some, like, devoutly Bible-reading, prayerful grandmother. Hmm. But that might be apocalypse. Well, apocryphal. I Googled Usher, oh my, and then yeah. it came up with, oh my God and oh my gosh. Oh, it's both. So I don't okay. know. Here's an MP3 with, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know a couple of DJs that are Christians that, you know, we obviously you get in a whole subject with music. Mm-hmm. Interesting topic sometimes, yeah. Nathan, we, we could talk mm-hmm. about with like a Josh Mitchell, mm-hmm. who is a DJ, who's our sound guy here, and yep. he's done great things. Um, like, I know some that say, yeah, I don't play the Black Eyed uh, Peas, I Got a Feeling. That's a great mm-hmm. party song. Yeah. Uh, it's a great sports victory song, a mm-hmm. New Year's Eve song, and I Got a Feeling Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night. In one of the refrains late in the song, mm-hmm. they say, like, oh, my God, and, and, and they say it. 
Right. So I know some, I just don't want to put that out there. I, I'm not quite there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't feel like when I hear that song, oh, my word, I need to turn it off because they use the Lord's name. Right. right. Again, I, I'm, I'm not saying the Christian that feels that way is legalistic necessarily. Right. Is you got to kind of go with your conscience on it. Right. Let's give each other a little bit of space here. Yeah, some space, mm-hmm. some grace. You know, because, look, there is a sense in which this reminds me of Pharisaical fencing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. usually what we're finding, the, the Pharisees fenced the law. Mm-hmm. So the, the thought was, okay, here's the law of God. Well, let's put a whole bunch of principles in practice around it right. so we don't even come close. Like, we'll put a big fence around it. That's not a terrible idea, except what happened, as always does, is you elevate the fence uh, to be identical to the law. Yeah. So an example of that would be I sat in a biblical Hebrew university one time where the professor was writing on the chalkboard. And I realized, the Orthodox Jew, he's writing God. And every time he wrote it, he's writing in English, it was G dash D. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, he knows I'm here. No. Um, <laughs> you guys get that? Uh, put my initials up there. But um, I realized... Oh yeah, he's not. He's not writing it, right? And usually, the Orthodox you will say Hashem, the name, mm-hmm. as opposed to God's sacred disclosed name. They they want to be very careful with that. And I I can't even roll with that. Although I'd say the scriptures don't tell us to write right G dash D. Right. That's a man made protective incentive. It's going one step farther than scripture. Right. And I would say. I don't have a problem when a person does that as a personal conviction. Yeah, It's a TV question. I'm not going to have a TV in my home because right. I don't want that to... Just don't legislate fine. it. Just don't legislate it. Don't make your elective another guy's required. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, I think everybody's... Yeah, we don't want to be doing that. Right. Right. Uh, cussing? Uh, gets yeah, and, and that's, um, that's where we're actually going to... Um, how's the the majority of our discussion um, is in cussing because while we'd all agree that taking the Lord's name in vain, um, however you look at that, that's wrong. Right. Um, and so, but cussing kind of brings up a whole nother issue here. Sure. Um, I, I think in general, parents don't want their kids cussing. Sure. Um, for for one reason or another. Um, but and we've talked about this, guys. To an extent, none of us have issues with it. Oh. Um, I mean, Steve, you and I have talked about you know being out at the gym and you know people cussing up and down as they're doing sets usually. Oh. <laughs> um, but you know, wh- where's the line? Is there a line? Is there a limit? How how do are we to interpret the appropriateness or inappropriateness of cussing? Hey, my bigger concern mm-hmm. in, in the whole issue is, of course, uh, what does Scripture say? Mm. You know, d- does the Bible say that there are certain words that we should not utter? And, of course, uh, defenses of the no-cussing uh, position uh, sometimes refer to uh, the swearing passage. You shall not swear. Don't swear. But those passages don't fit this issue. That, right. that swearing yeah. is like taking an oath. Taking an you know, oath. I, I swear yeah. this car ha- only has 100,000 miles right. on it. Um, so those passages don't fit. And then I, I've really looked all over the Bible pretty much in vain to find a passage that, that says don't say you know, 
words that are considered bad words. Mm-hmm. The, the the best passage might be Ephesians four twenty nine. I got it right here. Right? It says, "Let no depending on the translation." Now, mm-hmm. King James is, "Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth," or "Let no unwholesome word yeah. proceed out of your mouth." And the Greek word there is sapros, which means rotten. It's Rot- used of rotting fruit. vegetables, yep. rotting fruit, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see that the ESV translates that word. Let no corrupting. Corrupt. Yes, corrupting. Let That's no right. corrupting speech. So I don't know where they got that. Is there some more recent etymological study here? We know the word range might include that. Uh, if the word is corrupt, then that means there are certain words that are corrupt. And you shouldn't say them because they're just corrupt by themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible doesn't give us a list of what those words are. So, you know, uh, who, who can make the list and say, this is the list? And wouldn't they have changed? Over time. Linguistically, language culturally over time. Yes. Uh, But if the word is corrupting, then that's a whole different different thing. A a corrupting word would be like, hey, let's get drunk. Now I'm trying to corrupt you. Mm -hmm. But if I just say, oh, darn, did that corrupt you? Mm -hmm. Did that turn you into a a thief, an adulterer? No, it really didn't corrupt you. So uh, very important to figure out what does sapros mean in Ephesians Mm 4.29. Uh, at the very least, I think it might be like ESV, let no corrupting word sure. out of your mouth. And I was going to ask, Greg, do you actually have that verse there? I've got it here. I, I think this is NAS. This mm-hmm. is an article that lists a bunch of scriptures. And for some reason, I don't know why, they're all in different. Some are King James, some sure. are NIV, some are NLT. They this picked one the one say, that did the job they wanted. Well, yeah, it, it, it makes you wonder sometimes. Uh, Ephesians 4.29, you can look this up, Nathan. I think this is NAS, but I'm not 100% certain. Let no corrupt, not ing, this is this version, communication proceed out of your mouth. Let me, if you would look that up, Nathan, or you yeah, would, Steve. I got it. I would say, even apart from the etymology of that word, although I think that's critical. Um, I really think it's critical because obviously we want to get the words right, translation and preaching and inductive study. To me, I have owed to me. i got to be careful. Um, <laughs> to me, um, as I look at this verse, the follow-up in many ways defines mm, yes. the yeah. previous. Yeah. Let no corrupt or corrupting or rotten, whatever, just proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may build up it, it, and minister grace to the hearers. So... Paul, I've never felt, well, I used to, I've never felt his concern there was to give a moral instruction regarding profanity, yeah. but to say, make sure you use your mouths in a way that brings grace, it builds up, it brings support, strengthening, encouragement to the other person. So I, I will say this now, and we can, sure. I said when we were offline, I'm saying this, if the three of us are out shooting hoops one night, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, we're 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 going back and forth, and like Steve's putting a hurt on us, Nathan, because he's in the best shape. That would be a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot shoot hoops. <laughs> but you're out there, and you're you're throwing the elbows a little bit. But we're having a good time, laughing, and and like that. And uh, you, you know, you go up, Steve, and you kind of brush me off when I try to block you, and I land on my butt, and I see something like Steve, you sob. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to nail you next time you get in my zone, and you you say I'm going to knock you on your a. I'm just, I know, I'm not even saying the words, but it sounds risky enough for us to say it. It, uh, I find that in that context and being on male camaraderie, I do not feel torn down Mm. by the word you said, Mm. yet you could speak to me in perfect, crisp King James language (laughs) and whittle me down in nothing. So, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in the King James doesn't call or, um, 
King Saul actually call his son Jonathan an SOB? Uh, with uh, if I remember correctly, he in, in one of the uh, passages, aware. dude. Where's Reverend James King? I know, when right? When we need him, I know. We, well, we, let me let me read the ESV sure. version while you're looking that up. Yep. Um, it says, "No, let no corrupting talk come mm-hmm. out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace mm-hmm. to those who hear." Right. Um, and so I think I think to your point, Greg, that's um, th- that that's a great point because it is very different. Um, you know, if we're hanging out playing basketball, or we're hanging out playing some video games, or we're doing um, something like that, and we're bonding and growing one another, and um, you know, uh, just you know, things of colorful nature come out of the mouth, but it's not meant to tear down. In the occasion, in the context of what we're doing, this is an enjoyable experience, and we're building one another up. Yeah. Um, now, just to kind of throw over to Steve here, um, since Greg, you're still looking that up. Yep. Um, aren't there other words we could use to build one another up? Mm-hmm. You're saying besides cousins? Yes. Steve? I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but they're not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? Um, let me back up again and say first. Sure. I, I really want to stick to scripture. This is a very important thing in my life. I don't want to legislate where Scripture does not legislate. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just American culture, I don't want to call it Scripture. I don't want to call it God's will. It's just mm-hmm. American culture. This is huge to me. I want to be a Scripture man, stick to Scripture. And I, I think anybody who wants to rule out all strong language based on Scripture has a lot of work to do to actually find stable ground in Scripture to base that on. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, and Ephesians twenty nine four twenty nine no exception for me. I think you'd have a hard time coming out of that verse and saying so. All stronger words, and who's going to make the definitive list of what those are anyway? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is darn one of those? Mm-hmm. We have a eighty couple year old lady in our church, and sometimes she says, "Oh darn, mm-hmm. is that wrong? You know, is she violating scripture there?" Um, who's going to make the definitive list of, of of which words are? Yeah, can I ask? Is this phrase screwed up wrong? Uh, I got reamed for using it in a youth talk once by a parent. I did apologize uh, because I um, I figured that was just an easiest way out. I said, you know what? I probably could have found another way to express that. But in their mind, well, screw is obviously a sexual term. Uh, sexual. A crude sexual term. And you just used a crude sexual term to describe how our culture is screwed up. And again, this is part of where we get – we were talking about this as well, Nathan, offline. Mm-hmm. What defines – a term and it, it is it Webster's Dictionary, Random House Dictionary, Third Edition. Uh, what is uh, or is it the cultural collective mindset of a given people at any given time? And within that culture, is a term appropriate in one circumstance and not appropriate and not in another. another? I agree. If somebody, if I was using that screwed up context in a sexual context, which I was not, I was using it as a messed up. Uh, yeah, messed up, twisted, twisted, distorted, screwed up. It, it, it yes, I, you can trace it etymologically and say, okay, this is where I'm getting this from. Um, I tend to think there is a form of screwed up that is understood by the general populace as messed up, mm-hmm. distorted. Yes, I and think so, so that too. it was okay. Yeah. And I'm much more in keeping with a cultural, but that that's debatable. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying that's kind of where I roll. I view it that what is the culture saying? Um, 
what is the collective understanding of this term and this term? I mean, C.S. Lewis yep. talks about that with the term gentleman in Mere mm. Christianity. Yep. Says, when it was first used, it meant a landowner. Yeah. So eventually it says you could tell what happened over time. Yeah. Well, the Industrial Revolution takes in. I mean, few people live on farms, don't own much acreage. They own a flat in London. They own a, uh, a little house, no land. So he said, what happens in time? Well, he's, he's like a gentleman. Uh, he has the character of a gentleman. And in time, it's ladies and gentlemen. Yes, terms are fluid and they change throughout time. But you were going to say, bro. Yeah, well, I was just going to – I found the uh, verse. It's, yeah. It is. It's yeah. uh, 1 Samuel twenty thirty KJV. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan and he said unto him, you SOB. He does say something. Uh, yeah. Say it, brother. Say yeah. it. He, he says, says, you son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. You're just yeah. reading the King you James there, huh? Yeah. Man. I can't wait to get King James or James King on for this one. Um, so yeah, that's that's exactly what it says. Yeah, King James version, First Samuel twenty three. I wonder what it says in some other versions. Yeah, uh, I'll look it up. What <laughs> yeah, is it? Look it, it up. What First is it? Samuel, First Samuel twenty thirty. You guys keep keep that. Will be interesting. You were going to weigh in, weren't you, Steve? Well, um, yeah, yeah. Word meanings change, don't they? Yeah. So uh, I, I hear lots of Christians. I think it's. It's very acceptable in, in the church that I pastor. Christians use the word "sucks." Oh, that sucks. Yeah, mm. there's a good one. And you know, originally that term may have had a reference to a sexual practice, sure. but it has been so completely divorced from that meaning, and now it just means, "Oh, that stinks. That's mm-hmm. rotten. That's awful." Right. And all kinds of Christians, old and young and proper and improper, use the word mm. use the word "sucks." I know Christians who would who would really forbid the use of that word. Sure. I do too. Based on the idea that it originally meant that. But here's something interesting. Those same Christians will call someone a jerk. And you know where that term came from? It used to have the word, can I say this? used to have the word off after it. Mm, That's And then it just got shortened to, you are a jerk. Yeah, jerk. So originally it had a a clear sexual reference, and then it got Mm. shortened to, what's jerk mean now? You're stupid. Right. You're dumb. You're acting like an idiot. So word, word meanings do change over time. Some people can't get that change. Some people don't change with it. Yeah, uh, they they struggle then when someone else uses that word in the newer way. Um, we have to give each other a lot of space here. Yeah, we do, and there's probably the principle: when in doubt, be cautious. Good. If I'm visiting my grandmother and her fellow yes, that's 88, 92 right. year old friends, don't say that sucks. Not smart. To, mm-hmm. to say that, mm-hmm. uh, probably not a wise choice of term in that context. I can virtually guarantee if I'm talking to a group of 20-year-old college students, they're not going to bat an eye. No. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that totally sucked. Yep. I don't even think it's remotely shocking. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's mm-hmm. remotely it's shocking. not remotely connected to anything sexual. No, no. It's uh, like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that was a bad situation. Right. Uh, the passage again, Nathan, I'm sorry, First Samuel. Yeah, First Samuel 2030. You guys can keep chatting. I just was looking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, we we were talking offline about this too. I think I think your age audience is something to consider because Steve, we we were talking um, not too long before we started this podcast. There's a difference when I'm teaching my middle and high schoolers about the importance of language and the proper use of it, and and particularly not using it to tear someone down, because so often when these words are coming out of their mouth, that's exactly what's going on, then um, a couple of guys hanging out, again, playing a video game or, you know, having a beer and just you know, telling a joke, whatever it might be. Context. Um, yeah, your context is very important. I think that was that was made clear in in the Ephesians twenty nine passage. You know that at the time that it's appropriate um, when you're to use these things and not use these things. Mm-hmm. 
thoughts on that? Um, the context where I run into most swearing is, is at the gym. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the gym earlier. And I find it interesting. Same here. Same here. Uh, I've, I've, got a, I've got a pastor friend. He's a pastor of an inner city Baltimore church, pastor wow. friend of the gym. And he will use stronger language at the gym. And I bet he doesn't in some other places. Interesting. And I, I imagine, I'm just guessing, for him, he feels like it's appropriate at the gym because no one will bat an eye. It's not considered it wrong. Mm-hmm. Won't, won't upset anybody. I've got another Christian friend there who's a uh, state police officer. Uh, he was recently getting ready to go to a, a large funeral that was held over here at Mountain Christian. Sure. And he said to me, I've got to go home and polish my, and then he used a, a word that means excrement. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wasn't at all surprised that he did that. Yep. He's a police officer. Mm-hmm. He's around guys who use nothing but language all the time. Right. Uh, he might look a little strange if he didn't, in fact. I know somebody would say, well, you should, you're a Christian. You should look different. Well, I don't need to look different just to look different. Mm-hmm. I need to look different if what somebody's doing is sin. Mm-hmm. I need to be different from that. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 he used that word with me, and he knows I'm a Christian and a pastor. He used that word at the gym. I bet he wouldn't use it in certain other contexts. Mm-hmm. It's the context that yeah. often yes. determines the appropriateness. Well, I think it's important, too, yes. to to realize and understand, like we were talking about, that idea of uh, wh- where is your – conscience where where do you feel your freedom and your liberty because for me um and again we were talking about this i i use um cussing words very sparingly mm-hmm. um and when i do use them it's it's very intentional i know exactly what i'm saying there's nothing coming out and that goes back to um, a time earlier in my life where it was just, it was second nature and habit. Sure. And so for two reasons, one, for me, it's just very natural to, to not say them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I say them intentionally, it has to be intentional. Um, I, I would never say anything like that, um, by mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to very intentionally and clearly think about what I'm going to say and why I'm going to say it. Um, and two, I don't want to revert back to a habit that I had mm-hmm. um, yeah, where where I'm not I'm not thinking and it's just coming out. You were very enslaved fluidly. to it, exactly. You? Yeah, it was. It was very much an enslavement. Um, so much so that it was affecting um, and infecting uh, those around me mm-hmm. um, and encouraging them to um, to say and do things that they shouldn't be saying and doing. Um, at, again, at a time and a place in middle school where you know we weren't saying it in in an appropriate context in an mm-hmm. appropriate way. Um, and so for me, I know it's been, it has been useful, um, in my work environment and in my work setting, but, uh, even though I'm surrounded by people who are, um, deep in profanity, mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was just very natural not to, and nobody ever looked at me like I was judging them for swearing. Mm-hmm. They just knew and understood that that's something I did not do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they ascribed it to a quote unquote religious thing, I was actually able to effectively say, no, it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with, again, I was controlled by something that I didn't want to be controlled by. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to open up a conversation in that way uh, allowed for uh, allowed for me to preach the gospel to sure. them. I think this speaks well to uh, why we probably, I, 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 maybe surely, all of us do not want our children using stronger mm-hmm. language. Um, there are a lot of things we don't want our children doing that we will allow them to do when they get older. Mm-hmm. We don't want them buying a car now. We don't want them uh, 
what uh, having sex now, uh, having sex now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all kind no, of things. It's true that that they need age and the discernment that comes with age yeah. to be able and, to do that thing in a proper so context. If they start using stronger language as kids, they'll easily become enslaved to it. They'll use it to damage other yeah. kids. They'll use it in all kinds. They'll lack discernment about how and when. So it's entirely appropriate, I think, that parents would say, "No, no, my kids, you may not use those kind yeah. of terms." Yeah. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I think one of the things I want to say, since we do have a reputation on this podcast now as being a little more libertine, uh, I don't think that's any big secret. Um, I think it's in many ways factual. Uh, I have no desire. Let, let me put it like this. I have no desire to get other Christians to cuss. Right. Right. Zero. There's no benefit and in that. No benefit to it at all. So this is not like a thought. Again, it's more that... Um, Trying, as you said earlier, give grace and space on this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we we need some common sense. We need some charity. We need some compromise mm-hmm. and accommodation to each other on things that there's not are clear. Thus saith the Lord. Um, I will say this. I will also equally say my number one act for the brand new believer or the unbeliever. I should say the brand new believer. It keeps it a little clearer. Um, is to get them to stop cussing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like if people said that, like I heard him the other day say the S word. He said, I, I, yeah, I, okay. Mm-hmm. I, just, I'm being honest. To me, that ranks so low yes. on this guy who's just met Christ. Much bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Right, man, I want to know, are you getting how awesome Jesus Christ is? Yeah. Yes. Are you encountering him on the pages of Scripture? Yes. Are, are, are you plugged into a church? you got guys in your life that are teaching what it means to love God, to know him, to revel in his love, and learn what it means are to you evangelize. Being faithful to your wife. Your wife, if you're a father, your kids, are you providing them? I mean, I'm saying it might be something we talk about. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and it, it it all varies case by case. The wife might come and say, my word, he talks like a sailor. <laughs> you got a stink bug on your microphone, brother. Every second of- He's been going around this room tonight. It has, man. <laughs> every second of every day, all he does. Okay, well, then it's an issue that has raised- but I, I, it ranks so far low for me. I will say, Nathan, I'm with you. Being raised as an unbeliever, I remember my unbelieving dad at that time, he was, pulling me aside, sick and tired of my cussing. Mm-hmm. Wish I could say it. The, the way he scolded me, he kind of imitated what I sounded like. <laughs> when he would hear me out on on the streets in summertime in our neighborhood yelling at my friend and stuff, my dad... I do remember one, my dad saying things at times like it's it's just classless. Mm-hmm. And he was more talking, I think, context. Mm-hmm. I'm out shouting it in the street with women with their kids outside, mm-hmm. with older ladies in the street taking care of you, and I'm just shouting it. Uh, so even my dad, from an unbelieving perspective, mm-hmm. thought it isn't just a free-for-all, carte blanche, do whatever you want. There should be some wisdom applied. I know some uh, famous sports coaches. I don't know if it was um, Tom Landry is who I think the the famous coach, a Christian man of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who I think is the one who said that cussing, and he was talking about a certain context with his players, reveals a lack of composure. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's an across-the-board principle, Mm -hmm. but I think for the way he was applying it, if you're on the field and you're going up to the ref and you're unleashing a string of expletives on them because you're upset about the call, mm-hmm. you're not showing any composure. Lack of control. You know, there's a lack of control. So I think, again, it's nuanced. Mm-hmm. It's always more about the state of the heart, mm-hmm. the situation that you're in. I'm just saying, if I'm with like-minded guys, mm-hmm. I will say this on this podcast, like-minded guys, mm-hmm. and we're sitting around, I don't mind cussing. Sure. 
I don't mind cussing. Sure. I really don't. It doesn't. I don't lose respect for the guy who says it. Mm-hmm. I, the guy who's not saying it, I don't disrespect him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's meaningless to me in many ways. Something happened to me recently. I was at a conference, a youth conference that I uh, spoke at. I sat on a panel. My friend Matt Smith, uh, who's a regular guest here as well. You know, guys know I'm a pastor, a good friend. Uh, I mean, he's been my dearest friend since I was 14, you know, going back to 1984. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he did a Q&A session. Kids were texting in questions, and it was fun. You know, does Adam do Adam and Eve have a belly button? You know that that kind of stuff. And then questions: What if God's loving? Why is there such a thing as hell? Really good, fun time to interact with the kids' questions and stuff. Matt breaks the ice by saying, "Okay, first question, Greg. We had coming. In, we had. I mean, this is ninety-eight percent of the questions. Uh, why are you fat and bald? Um, <laughs> and it was funny. I cracked up, and you heard half. Oh, <laughs> a sincere lady approached me." This has happened to me so many times in my life because I'm, I'm, I'm an easy target, and uh, you know I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. And she said, "Crack, I was so upset for you, you know that Matt said that, and I, I love Matt, but I, I, I like, are you okay?" And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I told her, I said, "Man, I, I really want, I want to thank you for your kind, you're just trying to be kind mm-hmm. to me, care about my feelings. I won't project this on other people in that context." If I was offended, in my heart, I am arrogant and proud and ridiculously insecure. I'm just speaking about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm in, in my relationship with Matt. It was I enjoyed it. It was it was camaraderie, and I wasn't remotely offended. Mm-hmm. And I think even that there's a contextual uh, connection between two people mm-hmm. that might differ if you introduce a third guy. Yeah. Yes. You know, cause you might don't have that history. If you said something about your appearance, it might be a different situation. Like, Hey, this guy doesn't really know me. And he's, although my sense is you would roll with it, made a comment about your tattoo or whatever. Um, do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I say that, no cussing, but even there, I wanted to say, no, no, no. He wasn't tearing me down. Right. Right. He loves me. Yes. And he, he's that comfortable with me. I kind of dig that he's that comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And I was cool with it. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to go back a paragraph or two of what you were yeah. just saying. And you mentioned if, uh, if there's a new, newly in Christ guy and he's using a lot of language, uh, low on your priority list is, is the desire to clean up his language. Yeah. And, and I totally agree with that. And the reason I totally agree with that, again, is because... Um, there are things in Scripture that are really emphasized. Yeah. I want to really emphasize those things with that guy. Sure. Uh, whether there's anything in Scripture about strong language is, I think, questionable. Right. So why in the world would that be a high priority for me with that guy? So I'm going to pay no attention to his language. Yeah. I'm not going to bat an eye at his language. I'm going to talk to him about your heart for Christ, your your love for your wife, your, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because those things are big in Scripture. Yeah. You also mentioned something about... Um, I guess this comes up in the, in the in the idea of different contexts, but have you heard the phrase "leave room for the Holy Spirit"? Yeah, we, you, we use that in the context of dating, right? My boy would be taking out a girl, and how close can they get physically? We'd yeah. say, "Remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit." <laughs> like, a lot of room, uh, a lot of room, yeah. right? But but the Trinity's three in one. <laughs> oh, no. Amazing how so, theological they get. When so I think, in, in a slightly different sense, yeah. in this subject, we can leave room for the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit might convict this guy over here that he doesn't want to say that word, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit might give liberty to this guy over here that he does want to say that word, yes. and you know, they, they're both getting it from 
what's right mm-hmm. for them and how the Holy Spirit leads in their life. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I know I appreciated um, was uh, I, I was hanging out uh, at two separate occasions, one with Andrew, who we've mentioned on this podcast before, and the other um, with someone else I won't mention um, just to keep their identity secure. Yeah. Um, and on both occasions, um, again, two separate occasions, I was hanging out with them and, you know, they were, uh, just kind of joking around and, and, you know, telling stories and some of the stories involve swearing. And then, um, in, in some cases, just to emphasize a point, you know, they might say something to, you know, just put it out there. And, um, and, and they both noticed within a short period of time that I, just didn't use language like that. You right. know, I would, I would stop short of using, using the term. And they were both like, you know, you can say that stuff in front uh-huh. of us and it doesn't, doesn't matter. And I said, Oh, I know. I just, I, I don't like to use that language. And both of them, both just strongly, you know what, because, because you don't like to use it. I'll just, I'll try not to use it in front of you because I know that um, that you don't use it, and I had to reassure him that no, 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 I'm not, I'm not in any way tempted to use that language. I just right. don't like it. It's just second nature to stop to, myself. To stop yourself short, absolutely. Um, you know, and so it's not like I'm going to be tempted to go ahead and start swearing because of that. But to me, as a brother in Christ, I just really appreciated the the effort on their part to say, you know what, we we just we're, we're not going to use it in front of you, right? You know, and then assured them that no, it's okay, it, it does not bother me, I promise. Um, and so, to me, I think that's that's an important thing to keep in mind as well as yeah. believers. If you do use language like that, just having a sensitivity to fellow believers who might who might not appreciate. That. I agree, and I like how you phrase it, Nathan, sensitivity. Yeah. Uh, not often what gets appealed is the uh, the stumbling. The yeah, brother, we've yeah. talked about that. And without going, it's like, don't tell me about the stumbling thing, man. Yeah, yeah. you're not you, you're not in most cases right. the person that's upset with you for using that term. You don't feel like you're on the cusp right. of committing of doing that thing. You just don't like what I'm doing. Right. That's right. And, you're uh, a control freak. Saw a great meme recently about this that would fit. Maybe we could post this. This was about alcohol, but it was um, it was like um, your legalism is causing me to stumble. I'm going to uh, go drink my beer somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to kind of start, you know, yeah, turn it around. That's you know, right. turn, turn the tables on the guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nathan, absolutely, dude. I, I respect that. Now, I'll, we'll throw this out. Mm-hmm. I don't, you, you and I might disagree on this, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Talked to a young guy recently uh, here at the church who is true. I love this guy. Um, had the privilege of baptizing him. Um, a terrific young kid. I mean, he's on fire, really. He's about 20, 21 years old. Very new believer. And he is um, was talking, and he's not cussing. You know, mm-hmm. For him, that he's gotten in touch with a change in his life, etc. And I got, again, no issue with that. Mm-hmm. The one thing a friend of his that was with him in this conversation uh, was saying that, he goes, oh, and tell him, tell, tell, tell Pastor Greg about how you're not cussing. And he said, well, I've noticed that the guys I'm working with, they've stopped cussing around me because I don't cuss. And the guy says, isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't know if I do think it's awesome. I understand what he's saying. Yeah. I think he's going for the look at his sanctifying influence. Yeah, He's bringing maybe a fear of God. And so I, I can get that. I'll tell you where I am, Nathan. I yeah. actually tell people, again, well, I never tell mm-hmm. people I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. My next door neighbor at my old house for five years, at least I always thought I sold insurance. Mm-hmm. And then one day he was <laughs> I had to, he asked me so many questions. Lisa said, Greg's actually a pastor, Will. And 
And man, his countenance fell. Yeah. <laughs> and I they change toward you, he, don't they? I mean it. I know. Six months, literally, yeah, I'd almost like to be six months as a pastor. He like avoided me. Mm-hmm. Like he'd come in and kind of. And then um, I, what I started finding, he would tell a story. He was a pretty salty kind of guy, mm-hmm. language wise. Big Ravens fan. We always talked Ravens. That was a great point of connection for us. And uh, he, uh, he he would drop language, and he would say, Man, "I'm so sorry." I'm so mm-hmm. I normally said nothing. I actually got to a point and said, well, I, I don't care. Just talk, talk how you want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all Christians would agree with that. I, I was kind of saying, like, I just don't want a rule right. getting in the way of that relationship. Right. Th- that's how I view it. Now, yeah. tell See, me. And, and I think I, I can agree with that and I can huh? appreciate that. On several different occasions, I've had people who have said, you know what, I, I – I notice you don't swear. I want to try to stop swearing around you. And I've made that statement. I said, I don't care how you talk. Sure. Part of it, though, is that something in the – well, first of all, the people who are usually saying that are people, I think, who realize – they swear way too much. Yeah, I can see it's, that. It's beyond the point of what we're talking about. This is part of their everyday language. Uh-huh. This is something that's going to slip out. I, I've, I've worked many years in the retail industry. Sure, sure. This is something that's coming. People cuss in that context? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> um, but, but again, when you're dealing with customers, there is something that's unprofessional about it. Yes. No, I would agree. And, would agree. And, and these are people who realize that what I'm doing could affect how I'm treating customers in my job. That's that context thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so to me, how I always viewed it when they were like, no, 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 I really, I really want to try. They were looking for something to stop them. Mm. Hmm. And, and they found something, I don't know if it was inspirational or whatever in me, but I, because it, it happened on two separate occasions in two different jobs that I had. Interesting. And um, I remember the first time and the guy was like, you know what? I just, I really appreciate your heart. I appreciate your spirit. And I just, I, I, I want to try to stop doing this. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, I appreciate that, but you don't have to. Yeah. There isn't, there isn't anything in what you're saying or doing that's offending or bothering me. No, no, I really, I just, you know what? I just, I want to stop. And yeah. so for me, I think that was a catalyst that they needed to stop. It was the quit smoking program yeah, that they that. finally found mm. yeah. in their life. I totally get it. And I'm with you. Because sometimes people, too, might be in touch. Some level of self-awareness. My cussing is more than – maybe there's yeah. some really bad – It's my heart. Visceral yeah. um, hatred. Some mm-hmm. I'm an angry an, person. Angry per- you're yeah. right. I, and yeah. some of that might – the shame associated might be that. Or like you said, man, this is so unprofessional. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed if my grandmother heard me. Mm-hmm. Just this is all I ever say. I, I barely know how to say a word uh, without mm-hmm. a sentence without saying the word. I, I could see that. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And and so I'm, you know, I I think if I think if the person who <clears throat> who wasn't swearing kind of followed up and made the person feel guilty or made themselves look self righteous. I think then there's a problem. Yeah. But I think to your point, to have that clarification and say, you know what, you can feel free to talk however you want to. It yes. does not bother me. I think that is important. Agreed. And I think that does need to be said. And then afterwards, however the person feels they can or, or should or shouldn't engage right. um, is then in their court. Yep. I totally agree. I did want to say, this is more for you, Steve, another verse people do appeal to, the way the ESV renders it, in Colossians 3, 8, is to put away obscene talk. 
Some say obscene language. ESV has e- the- ESV. Interesting when you look up the term. I'm probably going to butcher it. Yeah, I don't think it's an obscene language term, is it? It's it's one word. It's interesting. Obscene is the adjective. It's not in the Greek. So it's one word that they're translating with two, obscene talk or obscene language. I think it's obscene talk. And it's ice chrologia. So obviously I, I get logia word. I'm thinking, does the ice negate it? I'm embarrassing myself here with, with Greek nuance. But um, we can look up that term. Uh, that is what some people would say. But again, let me go to some context here because I just want to be fair about all the scriptures that we're talking about. Um, notice context back in verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Sure. Uh, Verse 7, in these two you once walked when you were living in them. Okay. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Verse 9, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. Other um, versions translate that evil speaking, don't they? It, yeah, we should. I think I've run into that. Can you check that, Nathan? In King James NIV, it's Colossians 3 8. Um, and again, I'd like to look up the term yes. uh, ice, ice chrologia. I think I'm getting that right. Uh, and uh, no other reference to it in the entire New Testament. So we're going outside of Scripture to mm. see how that term is used. What was the verse again? Uh, Colossians 3 8. I do find it interesting that, again, contextually, we have a, a very much a one another principle immediately after it with the way we speak. Do not lie to one another. You've put off the old self, put on the new self. Um, you know, I am, I am wondering, is Paul throwing in, oh, an obscene language in this uh, list of what I would call heart sins? Um, or is he talking about harmful communication, which is what I see consistently used in the passages often used for what, we, what people will go to with cussings like the Ephesians. Which would fit better with the translation, evil speaking. Evil too. speaking. Yeah. KJV says filthy communication. Oh. Filthy communication. This is obscene talk. Um, and we keep talking, guys. I'll look up the NIV here. We've got to, I've got to study that word. Yeah, the Greek same word. here. Same here. Chase it all around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, again, I'm just trying to be fair. What what people would, would say and they would go to. And, um, you know, this is, again an issue of um, the heart. Uh, and I do think it's an issue of, uh, I love Steve when he said, things we, we won't let our kids do, that we will. I cussed, as I said, like a sailor. And I will say, it gets to the point where it can be hard to control. Where the next thing, there's a great scene in Born on the Fourth of July um, where I don't think it's Tom Cruise's character, but a military character has come home from basic training and uh, he's been through some rough times, and he's at this dinner table with grandparents and aunts and uncles, and he says, pass the blanket potatoes, and everybody says, <gasps> and it really did show a scene where he was completely unmindful, hmm. but he had been using that term, like you would say, the or a, uh, for 12 weeks. You know, I, people have to f- follow this as I truly believe they feel led. Mm-hmm. Interesting if you Google this subject, like uh, is, is Christian swearing wrong or something, yeah. Google something like that. Uh, the, the articles that come up and the reasoning they use, like here's one from an apologetics group, and they say uh, cursing is our way of describing words that are, for the most part, culturally or socially unacceptable. These words are, for the most part, 
culturally or I would really question that. I'd say yeah. for the most part, most people use those words. I agree. At least most people I ever know or run into. Again, it's it's the context. It's yeah. unacceptable if you're at work yes. in a professional environment. It's unacceptable here or there. But in everyday speech with friends and stuff, it isn't. So and and I, I'm pretty convinced. If we haven't talked about scubula, which is the term Paul uses in Philippians three, mm-hmm. that the things you know when he's talking about things, I, I, yeah, I now count them as dung compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ or the, poop. Yeah, the word is scubula, <laughs> which I've heard many argue would have been a first century equivalent to the S word. Yeah, how do um, we know that? That's the but thing. But how do we know it? Wayne Grudem wrote an article. This is six or seven years old now, where he said that is not true, mm-hmm. and he argued, and there were people debating it. I don't know if we ever can know it. Can I will that? say this, and you've made this point, Nathan. Shocking, provocative language mm-hmm. is not uncommon in Scripture. Yeah, Galatians. I wish they'd go the whole way. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut it off. Cut it off. <laughs> um, I mean, even the the. Even the scriptures, I mean, here's one you don't hear many sermons on. Ezekiel eats, cooks his own excrement mm-hmm. as a sign of judgment on Israel. I mean, I'm saying God is, and, and, and I believe I'm right on this, Steve. You can weigh into the your, the, your righteous acts are like filthy rags, I believe is the term that would have been used for a menstrual cloth. Mm-hmm. Shocking provocative not for the sake of being sensational mm-hmm. but for the sake of making a strong provocative mm-hmm. point and isn't it interesting that in each case the the scubala the the uh, dung yeah. the uh filthy rags in in all of our english versions we soften it we do and we do not reflect what the hebrew or the greek actually said yeah. which indicates something about our culture being squeamish yeah. with stronger terminology it's cultural it's not scriptural right it's our little culture i agree mm-hmm. i agree it's like a fundamentalist memory or something. Yes. And in fairness, Reverend James King has called in about the King James. It does say uh, in what passage is that in Kings, uh, the the one who pisseth against mm-hmm. the wall. Yes. I looked that up. It does say that. Yeah. What is that? It, that identifies males as opposed to females? Yeah. Males. So the question is, why is God describing a male in that, that crass term? <laughs> And to the King James credit, it leaves it in. Mm-hmm. Every other version says male. Because, mm-hmm. well, that's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I might guess at some nuance. I might guess at some. But I'm saying there is a sense in which you do wonder sometimes, what is God's view of language? Obviously, there is. A, we should have a redemptive view of language, meaning mm-hmm. language is best used in the grand sweeping narrative of God's story to bring people to himself. Mm-hmm. And if that's a thundering rebuke, mm-hmm. if that is a, a gentle persuasive pull, if that is a scubula, if that is menstrual cloth, I mean, whatever God uses, it's obviously redemptive mm-hmm. in that it's part of the story where he's redeeming lost things to himself. Yeah. I mean, that's a big general picture. I'm just saying, I, I do wonder sometimes, like you said, how much of this is cultural? Mm. Yes. And, I think a lot. Yeah. Well, in, in, Strip away our American civilities. Look at what Christ said to the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. You brood of vipers. I mean, you know, he's not using nice pictorial language here when he talks about what they're doing to God's word. You know, when, when, when they're being Pharisaical, no pun intended here. Right. You know, in taking what God has commanded out of context and putting these fences around it and making it even harder for people to come to know the one true God, 
he doesn't have nice things to say to them. Right. Um, right. And, I, and I think that's something we need to keep in mind. Yeah. It's good. Well, listeners, uh, anybody that's upset, uh, anything I said that was upsetting, I was just I was just trying to repeat what Steve Hartland just said. Just kidding, huh? Trinity, <laughs> Trinity Church, <laughs> Joppa, Maryland, uh, Steve Hartland. It is a great place. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I will testify to that. It's a great place. Uh, and again, all that stuff. No. Um, oh, again, I, I'd be curious to get listeners' thoughts on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I and bet you will. I yeah. would love to hear it. And uh, we're open to uh, That's right. debate, critique. That's right. Please bring it. This will be a good one um, to to set up for uh, question and answer time. So when we start, Absolutely. you know, getting all the feedback back on this one, and you know, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and we'll entertain those questions and those thoughts that people had, and and throw those back out there. Absolutely. So, well, until next time, we just rock the Casbah. These go to eleven.